Hello, listeners, and welcome back. We're in our fall pledge drive here at AM 1160 The Quest. And this hour, we have a special treat for you. But first, you know, we have a big goal of raising $125,000 for Catholic Radio, for Atlanta Catholic Radio, over the next well, I guess today and tomorrow, but over these three days, we wanted to raise $125,000 so that we can continue this mission of bringing souls closer to Christ. And we are doing really well, but we have a really long ways to go. So please give us a call 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. And I just want to say thank you to those who donated last hour that they got in here at the last minute, um, Mary S. in Kennesaw, Bill S. in Woodstock. Alex E. in Johns Creek, and Laura V. in Alpharetta, and Christine C. in Dunwoody. All of your donations are greatly appreciated, and we just thank you so much. But So this hour, we have a special treat. We're going live to Holy Spirit. So hello, Holy Spirit team. Hi, Annie. Hello. Hi. Hi. Well, thanks, Annie. We are here at Live at Holy Spirit, and my name is Michelle Hines, and I'm with Deacon Mark Mitchell, and we're broadcasting live from Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Atlanta. We're excited this hour to be your host, and we look forward to sharing some of the exciting things that we're doing here at Holy Spirit. And we're joined today by several staff members as well as parishioners of Holy Spirit, and we're going to introduce them shortly. But before we get started and really rolling for this afternoon, we'd like to start with a prayer that we actually say here at Holy Spirit after every Mass. Please feel free to join in to the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. Let us pray. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. I also want to send out a, a quick prayer for our Archbishop, who at this very hour is going to be receiving his pallium at the uh, cathedral. But after that, let's uh, check in with Annie back at the studio to find out what our goal is for this hour. Annie? Yes. So our goal for this hour, we've got a we've got a little hefty goal for y'all because you have a challenge that you have been challenged to beat our highest hour yet, which was done by two women from All Saints. So we have a challenge out for y'all to raise more than $7,100 this hour. So it's a hefty goal, but we know y'all can do it. And let's get those phones ringing, 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. And our calling angels down the hall here for me are ready to take those calls. So 470-508-1160. Uh, thank you, Annie. So our foes, like she said, are, and volunteers are ready to go. Call now to make a pledge or issue a challenge to others. The number is 470-508-1160. You can become a member of the Fabulous Quest family during our fall quest drive. What I want to do at first is actually uh, talk a little bit about Holy Spirit because many people may not know much about us. Uh, we're located at the intersection of Mount Perrin and Northside Drive in North Atlanta. Uh, it was founded in 1964 uh, from territory that used to be that of Christ the King. The first Mass was at Pace Academy and moved to this property we're on right now in 1967 after the construction of a multi-purpose building. And the first church here was built in 1977. Our current pastor, Monsignor Dillon, arrived in 1987. And 
at that point, there was a lot of growth within our parish. Uh, we got a new church in 1995, which is a Romanesque-style church uh, based on churches from the 11th and 12th centuries. Holy Spirit Prep opened in 2004, and our new St. Mary's Chapel and uh, McDonough Hall was finished in 2012. Right now, we have uh, about a little bit, somewhere between 1,800 and 1,900 families who are actually actively participating here. You know, you mentioned St. Mary's Chapel, and I call that every once in a while, not every once in a while, but when I actually talk about St. Mary's Chapel, that's my happy place. So it's been a really bad week at work. (laughs) It's been a really bad day at work. Or just, you know, being stressed or somewhere. We actually have First Friday Adoration here in St. Mary's Chapel, and I happen to be a guardian, and that's my best hour of the month, just to come in and, and spend it with the Lord. Absolutely, and I say a pro- rosary with a, a group of men every week, and it's such a wonderful place to uh, to be at peace with the Lord. There's no doubt about it. But you mentioned um, when we were talking about the parish, we were actually one of the first to reopen after COVID. We actually had our first Mass here on Memorial Day that morning, and I wanted to ask you, we had a lot of planning that went into that, a group of not only the staff here, but also parishioners that have jumped in and everything else. So what kind of planning from the from the clergy did you really have before we opened for that Mass, and how's it been going? Uh, that's great, and actually we're going to hear from several people here today who actually were integral in that process. But I would say Monsignor Dillon actually started planning this process the minute we closed. We actually had plans on developing what we're going to do in the church and actually how we're going to go that process of socially distancing. Uh, so it took a long time. Uh, currently we have weekend masses and an overflow in our social halls, uh, McDonough Hall. Uh, many choose to actually stay in their cars, uh, and everyone has an opportunity to receive communion. We've been doing that the whole time, and it's been amazing, too, because literally there's not been one Mass where there have not been multiple people in the parking lot who are concerned about actually going into a church but actually come watch the Mass on their uh, mobile device and then come and receive communion. It's really been really, really uh, beautiful. Uh, it's very interesting that we actually do. I see them when I come in and actually when I've left the church. If they bring their iPad, they bring their laptop, they sit out in the parking lot. You know, a Eucharistic minister comes down and offers communion. It's just something very unusual and, and something that I'm sure is very much appreciated. And, and it's getting to the point now where we're filling the church and the people come to church close to mass time, they're going to be in the social hall. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to be into the church or they have to go to the parking lot. So uh, it's been very, very successful. Right now we are having a, a, a vigil uh, on Saturday and then three masses on uh, Sunday, one at 9, 11.30, and then a 5.30 p.m. mass. And, and didn't we, we just had our Hispanic mission, Centro Catolco, move actually from Northwood Drive, which is up near Roswell and 285. They moved down here has it been about a month ago? It's been a month. And their their masses are here as well. And what time are those? Uh, their masses are actually at 7 a.m. on Sunday and 2 p.m. And uh, it's the same with the English masses. We're getting a very, very large crowds and actually going into the social hall. So it's been very, very successful. And I think it's a challenge for us as a parish because basically not only did we have COVID to deal with, but also we, we lost the place where our mission was and they had to move back here. But it's been a blessing to have the community here on the campus. They actually packed that location in two days and moved 
I heard that last week was amazed. Um, if you have the chance to join us here at Holy Spirit, we'd love to welcome you. Of All visitors are welcome, no matter what your home parish is. Come on by on a Saturday or Sunday, or even daily Mass. We have daily Mass um, every morning at 8.30 and every evening at 6 p.m. That so, is correct. Yeah, and that one is in St. Mary's Chapel, my happy place. And so. we are one of those parishes who are not requiring reservations. Uh, come to the Mass, and we will take care of you. Yep, absolutely. And so... You know, Annie mentioned that we have a goal, you know, we have a goal for this hour and we're a little, we're a little bit, I'm not going to say proud to the point of sin, but (laughs) I don't think we would like to lose necessarily. So we actually have two goals. One, we want to beat that hour of $7,100, but we also have a little internal challenge going on around here. So it was actually kind of an idea that was floated around about perhaps having the young adult, uh, the leader of the young adults and the leader of our teen group challenge each other. But somehow they gathered together along with our middle school uh, youth leader and challenged us. I believe at one point somebody said old folks. Something like that. I changed that to well-seasoned or a little more seasoned than they are. But game on, as you put it. Uh, Losers have to wear competitors' jerseys. And I believe make some kind of statement. We'll ask them exactly what that is because somehow that one missed me. But some kind of statement about other colleges being better than our own. And and a good example is, you know, I'm a a double dog. I graduated from the University of Georgia twice. And if anybody wants to see me wear a Georgia Tech jersey – they have to vote against the old folks and, 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 and say their bid is for the young people. So uh, if anybody yes. wants to see me in a Georgia Tech jersey, which I'm not looking forward to and we're not going to lose, but if I did, go ahead and pledge. Yes. And we have an alumni from uh, Auburn here as well, and we're really looking forward to seeing her in something that says Go dogs. So <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and give us a call now. And it's 470-508-1160. Make sure that you uh, pledge that to, see, I have the mic right now. So they're looking at me going, oh, you're not fair. It's okay. But you can go ahead and please say well-seasoned individuals rather than uh, old folks, please. And (laughs) you can also go online to thequestedlana.com and pledge there. If you go online, you can click on the button that says if you would like to dedicate a donation and you can put either the guest name or the host name we actually have a few guests joining us this hour neil johnson and lisa herman will be talking to us about the hospitality ministry that deacon uh, mark mentioned just a little while ago and that's actually the ministry that was put together and started the planning of that basically the day that we closed we, right. could, we, we could not have opened without the, the oh, generous volunteers we yeah. have. And Katie Johnson is uh, leading our young adult program, our young adult ministry right now. She'll be joining us a little later. Sarah Gillingham and Caitlin Callahan both work here at the parish uh, leading our youth ministry. And they'll be on in our last segment. So we could start off uh, talking about the hospitality ministry and have Neil Johnson here with us. And Neil, how did that ministry first come about? So um, it came about, as Mark uh, mentioned, that 
we began to just brainstorm how we were going to open up the church and when the church would be uh, opened back up. What, what's it going to look like? And what was remarkably amazing to me is that as Monsignor, Jackie, and Kim and I sat and discussed what we would need to do, uh, when the protocols came out from the diocese, we were exactly in line with what they were expecting and asking us to do. And in the end, we were we we were totally ready to open up at a moment's notice. And when they gave the go ahead to open up on Memorial Day weekend, it was like game on. Here we go, and and we did. And it was. It was a, a very uh, exciting, and at one point, I really felt like the got the passage in the scripture where Christ said, "You know, the the with the brides uh, being prepared and everything and the, for the wedding, and people didn't show up, and so we had a at a small turnout." And we are, we looked at that as a little bit disappointing, but then we thought, okay, well, the people have to understand, parishioners, how safe it is. And the only way that's going to happen is word of mouth. And so little by little, the word got out. It is a safe place. The church is taking all the precautions necessary to make a safe, clean environment. And along those lines, we had all the protocols in place to sanitize in between each mass with the social distancing set up um, to the point of putting temporary labeling on the floor roping off pews um, and I give Monsignor a hundred percent credit on a brainstorm idea of basically reversing communion and the flow of traffic to keep the center aisle uh, moving so that social distancing maintained. And so it took a little bit of time for parishioners to come in and, and, and get the feel of it. And I will say that I'm so pr pleased and proud of, of uh, how the parishioners would simply look at you and say, I'm sorry, this is my first time back to Mass. What do I need to do? I, I, and very uh, and doing that as much not for themselves but those around them Put, putting others ahead of self right and do you think that us actually live streaming and people actually seeing from home how we were doing things actually helped them people coming back to the parish well that's a great point so when we first started live streaming um, Kim had it rigged up I mean truly rigged up with a iPhone and we had cord after cord we were like oh is it still working because we have four cords on it now and we went through all the testing and and got it to work with an iPhone and we thought well this is so great we need to just do this permanently and so we we went the process of getting cameras a camera put in St. Mary's Chapel and in the church and we're live streaming not only the our masses but if we have a funeral, um, it's worked out brilliantly for funerals because 
you have out-of-town guests that can actually view the funeral without and, and with way funerals have been and the numbers being that you had to limit those folks there it puts the people in the pew so to speak so well neil i as a parishioner i can't thank you enough um neil has been a trooper along with lisa who you're going to hear from shortly and they have been here every mass on sunday every you know every sunday neil i know has been here i think every day have you missed a day yet no but in in total um um transparency i am a daily communicant so okay in, well, fa- okay. in fairness i tell people that people will say oh you're here but that i'm happy that i'm able to be here because it was about 10 days where i couldn't there was no communion mm-hmm. and i really felt a loss and so to be monsignor made it available for the three of us that were here and it was i mean it just was like wow which is that, that amazing feeling when you get to come back but i know neil that you actually have a special challenge for the hour and neil is a knight with the order of malta and i'm actually almost a dame with the order of malta um our investiture was actually postponed so i want to remind people how to call in and make their donation it's 470-508-1160 it's 470-508-1160 you can also donate online at thequestatlanta.com and i'm going to let neil tell us a little bit about the order and the challenge that he's uh giving out for the hour sure so um holy spirit is the home to the Atlanta region for the Order of Malta. Um, And the Order uh, has 52 knights and dames in the Atlanta area. Not all, in fact, majority don't attend the Holy Spirit. Um, That said, uh, we have a a fair amount of folks that do attend here and we hold all of our meetings uh, here at Holy Spirit. So the order um, each year uh, here in the region here has made Christmas ornaments and sold them. And all the proceeds for the ornaments go towards or given to Holy Family Hospital in Bethlehem. Uh, And that is a hospital that is 100% run by the order. And it is a maternity hospital, much like Northside. Uh, It is a baby factory for Bethlehem and the uh, patients there pay basically nothing Um, they were required to pay a nominal but because unemployment currently in that region is said to be around 60% not only that but the people who are working are working for meager wages so those babies that are born there and the majority are non-Christian are all paid for all the the services are paid for by the order and so these the sale of the christmas ornaments um we we send all the proceeds to to the hospital so what we'd like to do today is we're going to offer a ornament to the person who contributed contributes the highest level in this hour great neil thank you so much and you know i've actually had 
the opportunity and have been very blessed to actually visit Holy Family Hospital. And it's an amazing place. And to watch the care that is given to these mothers and the babies, you know, to go and, and peek into the NICU and they're without their, the support, much like the Quest. You know, the Quest is 100% listener supported. And so without that support, really the Quest doesn't exist just like Holy Family Hospital wouldn't exist. And so what's been really important throughout this time of quarantine and isolation for a lot of people has been just that connection back to your faith, feeling that sense of hope and comfort. And, you know, the quest has been that for a lot of people. And so, you know, please think about donating and giving your support to the quest. Again, they don't have any outside funding. It is a hundred percent listener contributions and supported. And so again, that number is 470-508-1160. And you can donate online to thequestatlanta.com. And also, remember our challenge from the beginning of the hour, if you want to donate directly to us seasoned individuals, you could do that. But if you'd like to support, see, I'm going to give you a little shout out, okay? But if you'd like to support our younger team, uh, you can do that as well. And I wanted to bring in Lisa Herman, who also has been very integral in basically guiding that hospitality minister program. So Lisa, what has been uh, your involvement in the program and what made you decide to step up and say, you know what, I'll do it. Hey, Michelle, I've got a little update here from the studio. So we have a caller who called in Mike A and he is challenging all other Fidelis members to if you make a donation of $100 or more, he's going to match it. So Fidelis members, if you hear that, $100 or more donation, Mike A is going to match it. And so get those calls coming in, 470-508-1160. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. And I know that uh, Deacon Mark appreciates that. That's his group. Uh, that is my group. That's the rosary group we have every week. Right. Awesome. So, Lisa, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got involved? Yes, I do. Um, thanks, Michelle. Uh, I think when um, we all, the whole nation closed down and the world closed down uh, during COVID, everyone was trying to determine what impact could they have? How could they get involved? How could they help? Whether it was buying groceries for someone or um, praying or um, sewing masks, wh whatever they could do. And when I heard about this ministry, I thought, well, this is it. This spoke to me. I felt called to help in whatever way I could to help Monsignor and the rest of the ministry uh, reopen um, Holy Spirit for live mass. And I wanted to say that I think that, um, you know, to dovetail with what Deacon was saying, that the mission of Holy Spirit is making God's kingdom present in the world. And here at Holy Spirit, we have got a um, culture of invitation, and our ministries are all uh, charged with uh, creating that culture of invitation, with um, um, furthering our mission here. Sorry, it's way too loud. 
further, excuse me, furthering our mission here at Holy Spirit. Um, so uh, those we have about a hundred ministries, and this new one, this hospitality ministry, um, has a dual responsibility of not only making sure people are safe and making them feel safe, but also making them feel welcome. And uh, that's again dovetails with the culture of invitation. Um, so people right now uh, are frightened, lonely, isolated, uncertain, and are longing for that hope, for that connection that Michelle was talking about. And through this ministry, we've been able to recreate our sense of community um, to um, welcome people back into an environment where they can um, be together and worship together and also receive um, Holy Communion uh, live and not just a spiritual communion. Um, that's really, that's really yeah. beautiful. And it's true what it is. And, and by the way, again, uh, the telephone number here is 470-508-1160 to make a, uh, a donation. But Lisa, also, uh, what are the benefits you have gotten as far as being a volunteer? What, what have you experienced has been a blessing in your life for being a part of this ministry? Uh, some of the blessings include... Um, uh, reconnecting with parishioners, uh, meeting new parishioners that I didn't otherwise know. Um, one of the most beautiful things is um, listening to Albert play the organ while we're sanitizing the pews, which we do between every single Mass. All of the um, hospitality ministers um, get the the cleaner and the uh, the cloths and we sanitize every single pew every door handle every um, all the thermometers everything that anyone could have touched um, so that it's safe for the next group to uh, come in and worship and that's true is actually a part of the ministry also is knowing when the church is actually full so you we try to be very focused on how we fill up the church, but also when we actually have to go into McDonough Hall for the overflow. That's right. That's right. And um, another thing that we've learned is having to communicate is with a mask on, you have to use your eyes, you have to use your hands. People can't always hear you. And so you're speaking either loud or with your hands and face to, to communicate what people need to know, where they need to walk. Um, one of the things that Kim and I were talking about was how disorganizing disorganized you get when you're wearing a mask. So you come to mass and you have to have a mask on and you immediately forget, where do I walk? Where do I go? How do I take communion? And that's another piece where we uh, fit in and help um, people uh, through the mass. And it's also interesting with the masses. I've actually learned how to see someone smile with their eyes, which is, you know, something that I don't think any of us really knew. But, you know, you can look at someone and know when they're smiling just by looking in their eyes. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We didn't really think about that before, right? We just, you know, and when you can't hear very well, my mom doesn't hear very well. And putting that mask on, I feel like I should learn sign language at this point. So I think that uh, it's interesting, it's interesting to be able to do that and to, and what a blessing y'all are to Holy Spirit and also to all of our parishioners and just allowing us all to go to mass safely um, and be able to do that. Thank you. I, I actually thought of a, a challenge I would like to make just 
um, for each person listening right now, it's a personal challenge. Think about what kind of uh, something that you could give up. Maybe it's a, an extra Starbucks a week or a, a lunch out with friends or whatever it is, a candy bar a day. And um, instead, uh, give those funds to Quest to help them keep running. And uh, th that will really make a difference. And then you'll remember every time you go to get that coffee, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm supporting Quest. And um, I think that, that that's a great way to um, use your money. And you can donate. Uh, by calling right now, 470-508-1160, or online, if someone could help me with that. <laughs> it's thequestatlanta.com. And Lisa, what Lisa was talking about by giving up a Starbucks or giving something up, actually, the Quest has the opportunity to be a monthly donor. So you can set up to be a monthly donor, and you can do that automatically. You can set it up with a credit card, and it's just automatically done, or I I think maybe even bank draft, but I'm not positive. Uh, and then we can basically, you know, do that every single month. I know a lot of that, a lot of us do that during Lent, right? We give up the Starbucks for a day or we do that or we save the, the money that we basically, you know, get by giving up that thing. And then we may donut, donate it to a charity of our choice at that point. But the Quest is a wonderful place to do that. And I believe we're going to toss back to Annie for an update Yes. So, okay. So we have lots of donations coming in and I'll give those names out when we come back from break. But I do want to say that we just got a call from a parishioner at Holy Spirit who is willing to match $1,000 this hour. So from now on, there's a $1,000 match. So get your calls in so your money can be matched. So 470-508-1160. Now's the time to call that we're going to break so you won't miss anything. So 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com for that $1,000 match going on. Double your money, so give us a call. This is Father Brian Kaur, and this is one of my favorite prayers, the Anima Christi prayer. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within thy wounds, hide me. Suffer me not to be separated from thee. From the malignant enemy, defend me. In the hour of my death, Call me, and bid me come unto thee, that with all thy saints I may praise thee forever and ever. Amen. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica Sin divorces us from God until we pay. We have to pay. Some people pay for everlasting punishment because they will not ask forgiveness. And some people pay in purgatory because they never use this life to cleanse their souls. You know, I look upon every difficulty. I try. Don't they always make it? But I try to make every difficulty an opportunity. Some difficulties make you humble. Some make you forgive, which makes it pleasing to God. Our dear Lord himself said on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Have you ever said that to your neighbor when you forgave them? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. St. Pope John Paul II said, The root of the culture of death is our inordinate preoccupation with efficiency. In today's culture, we value doing over being. We are defined by what we do instead of who we are as precious children of God, made in His image. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops says this about life. 
we proclaim that human life is a precious gift from God, that each person who receives this gift has responsibilities toward God, self, and others, and that society, through its laws and social institutions, must protect and nurture human life at every stage of its existence, from natural conception to natural death. Please take every opportunity you can to respect and affirm the value of all human life, from womb to tomb. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. A reading from the letter of James, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. But if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and he will be given it. But he should ask in faith, not doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed about by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, since he is a man of two minds, unstable in all his ways. It's time to get your pledge in for our Live in the Spirit Pledge Drive. As a 100% listener-supported station, The Quest relies on your donations to stay on the air. Tune in October 6th through 8th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 4 to 6 p.m. as local clergy and parishioners share inspiring stories of living in the Holy Spirit while raising much-needed funds. You can show your support now and even dedicate your donation to a specific host or guest. Visit thequestatlanta.com to see the pledge drive schedule and to donate. Or call 470-508-1160. Help others live in the Spirit through the quest by calling 470-508-1160 today. This is Monsignor Daniel Stack from St. Thomas Aquinas Church in Alpharetta, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. Welcome back. We are in the well, the mix of it for our fall pledge drive here at AM 1160 The Quest. And man, do we have lots of calls coming in for Holy Spirit this hour, our church on fire, and they are doing an awesome job. They have a hefty goal, though, of beating $7,100. So, and they're almost halfway there. So they need your help. Give us a call, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. And before the break, we had just announced that we had had a very generous donor from Holy Spirit offer to match up to $1,000 for the rest of the hour. So you definitely want to get your calls in now so we can get that match money. Um, in addition, I want to say thank you to everyone who's called in so far um, or pledged online. Todd G., from Smyrna, donated in honor of Michelle. Stephen D. in Atlanta, in honor of Michelle. Carolyn J. in Atlanta, in honor of Neil and Katie. Lisa H. in Atlanta for the hospitality ministry. Um, Jessica S. in Atlanta for Lisa and the hospitality, hospitality ministry. Parker R. in Smyrna, in honor of Michelle. Kim S. in Atlanta for Michelle and Deacon Mark. Christine V. in Alpharetta. Terry T. in Atlanta for Michelle. Dave S. in Atlanta for Michelle. A. Ave B. in Atlanta for Michelle. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. (laughs) Carla C. in Atlanta for Michelle. And Hannah M. in Atlanta for Michelle. Amy K. in Atlanta for Michelle. 
Mara K in Atlanta for Michelle, Mike A in Smyrna, Jean E in Sandy Springs, Mary M in Atlanta, Charlotte W in Naples, Amelia S from Savannah, Georgia for Michelle, and Jeff B in Atlanta, and Raymond G in Canton, and they are still putting more in. So we are ha- almost halfway to our goal of, of beating $7,100, and don't want to forget that um, Mike A had put out the challenge for De- Fidelis members that if they pledged $100, he would match it. So, Fidelis members, he's challenged you. Come on, pick up the gauntlet and meet him for that challenge, 470-508-1160. But I want to toss it back to my crew there at Holy Spirit. Annie, what wonderful news. Thank you so much. You know, it's funny. uh, One of the names, and you were worried about mispronouncing it, you actually, it is Ave. You did Ah. get it right. She (laughs) is one of our uh, dames with the Order of Malta. But Amelia is actually Amelie, ah. and she also she gets that all the time. Yeah, and actually the most the funniest mispronunciation of her name ever was actually here at Holy Spirit one day. Somebody called her Amy Lee when she was bringing up the gifts. So ah. uh, you did pretty well. Did pretty yes. well. Uh, but you know. The Quest really does rely on all your pledges and your prayers to sustain the station. They've built a beautiful chapel that was put together with mainly donations to the station. It's a beautiful place. And, you know, they do it really for all of you and all of us and all of their faithful listeners. Or even if you're just listening for the first time or you listen just once a week or once a month even, um, obviously, they'd love for you to listen all the time. And they really do have that content that the whole family can enjoy. You don't have to worry about things being said that you don't want your children to hear. And, you know, the number again is 470-508-1160. And you can also go online to thequestatlanta.com. And now joining us is Katie Johnson, who is the leader of Holy Spirit's Young Adult Ministry. And Katie, welcome. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Hi. So I have to ask first, before we ask a question about the young adults, which is a wonderful ministry uh, that Katie is leading here at Holy Spirit, we floated the idea out there that, you know, the two of you, yourself and Sarah, could challenge each other. Who flipped that on us? So I know who to credit that with. Um, Well, Sarah called me and talked about the idea and we talked about Deacon Mark wearing a Georgia Tech jersey and she talked about me wearing a Georgia jersey and I said let's work together on this I don't want to have to wear a Georgia jersey um so it's probably a a, a team effort for sure a team effort (laughs) great but great Katie uh let us know I mean uh What's it been like when the, with the uh, Young Adult Ministry? You came in during COVID. I'm sure it's been a better, big challenge, but uh, give us an idea or sense of the community you're with. Yes, yeah, so it was definitely an interesting transition into the leadership role, um, everything being virtual, um, trying to figure out that challenge of engaging members but not being able to be in person. Um, so during the peak of COVID, during those few months, we had a lot of virtual events. Um, so we had our theology on tap our bingo, our trivia, we had it all virtual. Um, But as COVID is, we've been able to be in person more, we've started the transition into in-person events and it's just been really great for all of us to be in person and to seeing each other. Um, I know it was just a time people were lonely, they wanted that sense of community. Um, So we're really trying to keep 
the ministry engaged and pe keep people um, being able to do stuff in person, but also having some still virtual options for people that aren't able to be in person. Now, didn't you recently have a kickball tournament against uh, CTK recently? We did, and unfortunately, Holy Spirit did lose but it was a great competition it was a lot of fun um so healthy competition between our other parishes which is great so. that's way that's wonderful yes. tell us a little bit about your leadership team and uh, how you've actually organized the uh the ministry yeah so our leadership team is total is a total of 12 people right now um so it's split between director myself and then we have a coordinator and then we have a spiritual two spiritual chairs two service chairs two hospitality chairs and then two theology on tap chairs um, so we all work collectively together very well we've really um, we've transitioned with different roles trying to really put people in the roles that they're passionate about um, just so that we get people doing exactly what they want to be doing and we have people excited about their events well tell, well, tell me also about the, uh, I know that uh, one thing that Monsignor did challenge you with is actually getting involved in the hospitality ministry and actually basically being in charge of that at the 530 Mass. What's it like for the, for the young adults to actually have a vital role in the parish and, and becoming a part of our community? I personally love it. I think it's great that um, we get to, it's an honor that we get, we were chosen to do that. Um, we all really enjoy being there and being there at Mass. We were all really happy when Mass was going to be in person again um, and any way that we could help make that possible we were very excited to do we're there taking temperatures seating people making sure that people feel comfortable and feel safe um, but also welcoming people I mean people are nervous to get out and about and it's good to see a smiling happy face when you walk in the door showing you what to do when you get there yeah I actually came to the 530 mass this past Sunday we had a mass uh, that was uh, donate or sorry, given in honor of Respect for Life Month. And so I don't typically come to the 530 on Sunday. So it was nice to see all of the young adults that were involved. And that's something that that ministry has grown tremendously under your leadership. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it's nice to see, you know, more young adults coming in and participating in mass and coming and participating in volunteer opportunities and those kind of things. I was just told that we actually have a second ornament in play this hour. So we're going to give the first ornament to the highest donor of the hour, and then the second or ornament to the second highest donor of the hour. And if you happen to donate on a monthly basis, then we will count an entire year of donations for the monthly basis as your donation. So you know, it's it's giving up that Starbucks, right? That that Lisa mentioned. It's giving up maybe your favorite cheeseburger once or once or twice, and, and learning how your grill works. Uh, some of those there for a while. I couldn't remember how that grill worked, but I'm pretty good at it now. COVID COVID's done a lot for my cooking game. Saying, you know. Absolutely. So, um, how are you? I mentioned that you've really grown. That ministry has really grown. I think you had a theology on tap event recently that you maxed out the space mm -hmm. um how have you been building the membership and what has been your goal to continue building that membership yeah so that has been the challenge we've had with the past couple events which is a great challenge but we've had more people than we can have be there um we just want to make sure that we are following the rules and we are safe so we do have to put numbers um on stuff but with that, we have been really working to have our social media being engaged. That's with 
the age range that we're looking at, that's people are looking at social media. We want it to be engaged. We're trying to post pictures um, and just word of mouth to our hospitality um, chairs. Sarah and Stephen have really been working to meet new people at events, welcome them to keep coming back um, and making sure people feel like they're in a community and it's not just random events that are happening because we really want our community to everyone to get along and be friends and hang out at the events but also at mass together at adoration at events not related to holy spirit so just all throughout so where are you actually holding the uh the theology on tap is it here on campus or somewhere else no they're actually at o'reilly's um in sandy springs it's our favorite hangout spot um we always joke that we'll say oh let's go to dinner after mass and we don't say where do you want to go we just get in the car and we all know that's where we're going um so we have it up at the rooftop and we are actually going to have our pumpkin painting event um in october there as well and it's a big community event as well um butch has offered to have the event there himself so he's having hosting it and then we're having a group from the young adults so all are welcome to come to that so it'll be a lot of fun to paint some pumpkins and watch football and eat candy apples <laughs> there you go yeah and so uh tell us about how some young adults they don't have to be holy spirit parishioners right correct yes so how do they find out what the events are or where do they go or how do they get involved yeah so our leadership team are all holy spirit parishioners and then in order to be just in the ministry and to participate. You don't have to be, but I just like I said, word of mouth um, with our leadership team, tr having it quite large at 12 people, we'd I'd try to have them invite their roommates, their friends, um, anyone they know that could be interested. Um, and our our goal is that we they enjoy the community and they feel at home there and then they want to become parishioners. Yeah, well, I think that, thank you so much, Katie, for yeah. being with us and telling us about the Young Adult Ministry. and. You know, we want to make sure that we keep updated because we're, I can't believe it, we're running out of time already. <laughs> so, but we want to make sure that we hit that 7,100. Also, Annie uh, was going to toss back to you and see what an update is for the hour. And how close are we to that 7,100? And maybe we can encourage people a little more to uh, just get us over the top if you want to go ahead and please call 470-508-1160 and online at thequestedlana.com. Annie, how are we doing? So we haven't moved that mark very much. We're still sitting around $3,500 for the hour. So definitely have some work to do in this final 10 minutes or so. But we want to say thank you to Rita T in Dunwoody and Jen M in Atlanta and Neil J as well, because they've now added their names to the list for donations. Um, but Yep, we got some work to do, guys. So keep calling 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. And don't forget, there's that match for this hour. So get your donations in so it'll be doubled. Thanks, Annie. Um, you know, just think about what we were talking about earlier about putting others ahead of self, right, Deacon Mark? It's, it's about making sure that the least of us are taking care of. And I know that it's so important. Catholic radio is so important to those who maybe they can't get to the parish or they don't have, you know, internet or a computer at home, but maybe they have a cell phone. Maybe they can connect with the app or they can go online or they can do those things. So please consider giving this hour I don't know where we stand on the uh, seasoned individuals versus the young, but you can always help 
by calling in at 470-508-1160. And Deacon Mitchell, we've got some others that we haven't even had a chance to hear from yet. That's true. Our last guests for the day are Sarah Gillingham and Caitlin Callahan, Holy Spirit's youth ministers. Uh, Sarah works with high school students in our Life Team program, and Caitlin oversees our middle schoolers in our EDGE program. Welcome to both of you. How are y'all today? We're good. doing great. Thank you. Good, good, good. Well, tell us a little bit. I mean, especially in the in the era of COVID and, and what we've had to do as far as is getting kids back. What have y'all done that uh, I think y'all have really been very, very good as far as trying to do things. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's a challenge, but we, we love a good challenge here at Holy Spirit. Um, bringing the young people in is such a good opportunity. And it's wonderful because we have more kids than ever. I'm I'm hearing then um yeah and it's just incredible we're overjoyed to be able to make holy spirit a home for these teens and so we're not scared of all of the teens that we have we're trying to find every space that we can to make it a socially distant safe opportunity for them we have qr codes so we're staying up with the technology and creating digital youth ministry opportunities as well to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to encounter Christ and be in community with their peers. And I also think it's important to note that a lot of what you're doing is in person, but you also actually have that virtual. You're doing both. Uh, how is that working out? It's been really good to have the digital. We started using Bishop Barron's software this year, so we are using Flocknote to send that to all of our parishioners that opt for that. So we're able to get that to anybody who wants, even if they feel unsafe coming to church. We are able to get them to continue their sacramental preparation and continue their discipleship with Jesus. So we are super excited to be able to have Flockno and being able to use that as a gift this year. But, but, but the majority of, the, uh, of the, the kids are actually coming in to in-person, is that correct? Yeah, right now we have about 100 teens in our high school program that are coming in-person, and we are really maxing out our space, as Caitlin was saying, and Caitlin has about 65, 70 middle schoolers who are coming, which is way higher than we've ever had here at this parish. So we are so excited, even during this pandemic, to be reaching such high numbers. We can see that these teens are hungry for a relationship with Christ, and continuing even during a pandemic to invite them deeper is a challenge that we are super excited to be leading up to. I know one of the things I think somebody mentioned last year, I believe it was, it might even been the year before because time flies, but you created actually a hangout space within the parish from a storeroom, right? Yeah, so I had this storage room that was divided in half with a little wall, and I said we needed to make a space for these teens. Like, we want these teens to know this is their home. So I got this space for them, and we painted it, and we carpeted it, and we have this just for teens. So nobody else is able to use this space, and I think it's really paid off and shown teens that they're a big priority to our parish and that this is their home. And seeing that fruit has been really great as a youth minister. It's to pretty comfy that. down there. I don't know. I'm not allowed in. I'm an old person. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and another thing I think is is, is great y'all are doing is it, tell us a little bit about the fact that we've actually merged with our our mission has actually come here. So actually, a lot of these kids at our mission are now coming into our standardized program. How is that going? It's incredible to see 
that we are able to be one family with this Centro Catholico uh, parish so quickly. It's it's wonderful, um, and that we have volunteers that are able to reach them as well. And so, I mean, it's encouraging to know that we're able to be a family. Um, we have Deacon Trainee, correct? Mm -hmm. He was telling me just how much of an answered prayer this is for for their parish. And I was like, this is an answered prayer for us to be able to welcome this culture in. And um, the teens are, are really great. They also have such an incredible faith. Their families are wonderful. So we're very happy to be able to get to know them. And it's important to note that basically Central Catholicus is still a uh, acts on its own. It's mm -hmm. got its own offices. They still take care of the uh, the Spanish speaking community. But as a teenagers come in, they want to be engaged with the people they go to high school with. So uh, it's great to see that transition from that community actually blending into one. Yeah. So what service projects or special events or how do teens or middle schoolers get involved? Right. So we are having more service projects for, let's say, the homeless recently, like collecting food for the homeless. In the next year, we hope to have different events such as Destination Unknown or Summer Camp come up. And I'm excited because this is the biggest that our middle school ministry has ever been. And I'm receiving phone calls from middle schoolers asking me, how can I do service? Um, that's something that they're really interested in not just because they have to get hours, but because they really want to be involved. And so I'm encouraged by that. Um, I remember middle school was just such an awkward and difficult time, but for me to see that these middle schoolers want to give back, that they want to be involved with their peers, is something that is really special. It's an amazing, amazing mm -hmm. blessing that the two of you are to this parish because you've done a wonderful job at getting the teens involved, getting the middle schoolers involved. And Deacon Mark, I can't believe how quickly this hour has gone. Gone by fast. Uh, it's gone really yes. fast. It's gone really fast. So we haven't quite hit the 7,100. So if you could, and if you would, please call 470-508-1160. And you can also give online at thequestedlana.com. You can even do that after our hour is over and those pledges will be uh, dedicated back to us. And I'm not sure where we are, Annie, with the uh, young versus old conversation. Do you know? I'm not sure either. We're going to have to figure that one out and give the update on that at four o'clock. But uh, when we're back live at four, because we'll also give the update on whether y'all reached your goal or not at four o'clock. So you got to come well, back and listen at four. So we know, so you'll know if, they hit that goal because I know Holy Spirit is competitive and they want to, you know, they want to hit that goal. So help them out. You've still got time. 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160. But I want to make sure we say thank you to all those who have donated this hour so far. Todd G, Stephen D, Carolyn J, Lisa H, Jessica S, Parker R, Kim S, Christine V, Terry T, Dave S, Ave B, Carla C, Hannah M, Amy K, Mara K, Mike A, Jean E, Mary M, Charlotte W. Okay, your friend from Savannah. How do we say her name? Because I really don't want to mispronounce it again. 
It's Amelie. Amelie S. Jeff B. in Atlanta. Raymond G. in Canton. Rita T. Jen M. Neil J. Grace M. Kim K. And Terry H. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's donated so far. And I'll have an updated list at 4 o'clock with that. But we definitely want to close in prayer. So, Deacon, would you like to close us in prayer? My pleasure. As we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you for the gift of this beautiful day. We offer our time for the quest. We, uh, we pray that they receive all they need to be able to continue to be an uh, inspiration for the community here in Atlanta. And we ask that you bless all of us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit team. And we're our total for now is just around $4,800. So keep calling so they can meet their goal of $7,100. And 470-508-1160 is the number to call or go to thequestatlanta.com. And we'll see you live back at 4 o'clock. Stay tuned.